The reason that this sucks is because you are who you are to me and who you are to so many other young black gay men and then just to the community as a whole. So it is... Well, I'm going to tell you this. And I'm going to tell you this with every fiber of my being. I guarantee you, you keep me, I'm not going to be back here next week. This is an awful feeling. This is against everything I'm here for. And the fact of the matter is, there's no other place that I would rather be right now than here. And that's saying a lot, considering that I have a wedding to get to. To be getting to. You understand what I'm saying? There's a whole lot of trying. Baby, this is not hard. I'm the most respected, beloved queen in the game. That's who deserves and should be in the competition. Just let me go and get my mind right. And I love you. I love you. So I kind of love this Sophie's Choice, Monique's Choice dilemma that we're facing in this week's elimination. Yeah, this was the one. I mean, again, I think I've said this before, but when the editors show us one person's definite choice, they're kind of giving away that that person is probably not going to win the lip sync because then there's no more drama. There's no more suspense. So when Manila was like, crying on Latrice's shoulder and doing that whole thing, I was like, okay, so Monique is certainly going to win. Yeah. And now we have to figure out if she's going to pick her very good friend or Latrice, who is the dearly beloved, uh, yeah. who is drag race staple, drag race royalty, uh, a front runner, if you will. And that was, that was the drama that was created here. I also think, I mean, they could have gone with a different bottom two and there could have been a different type of drama. But after the first three weeks, we've been seeing this kind of, I don't know, kind of shady drama or a little bit more kind of like lighter. But this one seemed to be more dramatic. Like they were going for an Emmy here where there was this mm-hmm. lots of tears and it was a little bit more serious. There wasn't anything very funny except for perhaps Valentina's random meltdown. Uh, but yeah. I... But I appreciated, you know, the change of tone, uh, especially for Latrice going home. I feel like when Latrice Royale has to go home, they're not going to they're not going to just sweep that under the rug. They're actually going to, like, make it a moment. They're going to make make it kind of big. uh, No pun intended. Yeah. Um, Unlike how All Stars one went. Yeah. Where she just kind of unceremoniously went. Yeah. Seriously. Um, And so I feel like uh, this scene with Monique there was a lot kind of jam-packed in here in a very short amount of time. Yeah, I really uh, liked this sort of dynamic of Monique having to face, like, do I eliminate the queen I've looked up to or the queen I've come up with, you know? And mm. I think taking Manila out of the the question of who's going to win or what the, what the question is that remains at the end of this episode, uh, I actually, I mean, even, like, watching it, you know, the second and third time, like, I could really see that, like, the it was pretty palpable and and believable that that Monique could have chosen either one. I Completely. think I think for reasons outside of the competition though, because facts are facts, America. Like Latrice just wasn't popping this season. Well, is that a reason outside of the competition? I feel like that's a reason very much in the competition. No, I'm saying that like 
the reason that she would have kept Latrice in the competition would have been for reasons outside of the competition. Oh, oh, I see. Right. Because she's the dearly beloved. Yeah. And, you know, and that's a, a really interesting point that it wasn't until like the second time that I watched that I noticed that like the first time I saw it, I thought Latrice like this is kind of a a bit of a delusional point of view. Like it, just, it seemed like a Latrice who wasn't in touch with reality or with the reality of our performance but then watching it again, I saw in the scene in the workroom after Jersey Justice of her talking to Valentina and Trinity and tr- and her saying, well, I don't want to be kept just because everybody loves me. Right. So right. it's like, when did the story change and who told you to change it? Yeah, that's very true. Uh, I remember writing that down and being like, OK, that's yeah, th- I, that's certainly a reason I wouldn't want to stay, right? Just because, you know, people like me off the show. I want it to be because I'm doing well. Yeah. Um and yeah, and then her talking head in this in this clip of the week, she she says I'm the most respected and beloved queen. Yada yada yada. That's who should be here. Is it? <laughs> I mean, I think that's like yeah, she she should certainly be in the competition, but if she's not giving the performance of a respected beloved queen like if she's not kind of backing that up if it's just not happening then it's just not happening i mean i, I just obviously i have i've had these feelings for a while that i i don't think latrice is great in the competition of drag race i think she's great and shines in the reality tv portion of drag race yeah but you know i mean except for really get those nuts out of my face like and I think the boat challenge, you know, there haven't been many moments where Latrice in the challenges was like, holy shit, you know? Right. And if she is going to shine, she's also going to shine in a lip sync. And yeah, in All Stars 4, as of now, the the top two get to lip sync. So she that's hasn't true. had a yeah. to, to, to shine. Um, oh, that's I, true that we haven't seen her lip sync since season four. <laughs> right. Or All Stars. Oh, yeah. sorry. We did see it in All Stars, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with the uh, the musical theater number, right? Yeah, Ethel Merman, uh, yeah. Don't Rain on My Parade, yeah. <laughs> that was so great. Uh, so, yeah, so she... So this idea that, like, the the most beloved and most respected queen should be on All Stars, I, I agree with that perspective. Now, if I'm going to play devil's advocate, the most, you know, respected and beloved queen actually doesn't need to do All Stars. Uh, certainly, right? Like, I think she doesn't... I mean, that's the thing is when we get to that part where she's crying and she's saying, like, I gave up so much to be here. Like, I was like, but, and I, this is, I don't mean to be shady, but like, what did you give up? Like, I'm with Trinity. Like, you have a great career. Everybody loves you. You're still getting bookings all the time. Like, you know, you're still relevant from season four. And now we're going on to season 11, like Latrice. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I, you know, I mean, come on. Like, what? I, I'd love to understand what she felt she was giving up to be here. What I did understand was, like, you know, I've tried twice and, you know, the, the crown has still eluded me. But I get that pain, but I don't understand the sense of, like, you know, I've done I, – I had to drop my whole life to be here. I, I just don't think – I think Latrice has a whole career outside of this where this is just, like, a gig. Uh, yeah. Uh, sh- I I feel like people love her uh, whenever they go to yeah. see her and she people are still going to see her uh, even if she wasn't on All-Stars 4. Um, <clears throat> I mean, she will have now next to her billing, you know, All-Stars 4 contestant, All-Stars 1 contestant, of course. 4 contestant. Um, I, the other thing that I think is interesting is that there's a lot of tears, a lot of tears in this episode. Rightly so, right? Yeah. There's a lot of emotions. Uh, they're doing this for a lot longer now, you know, 
however many days have gone by. And yet Pheromone got read for crying too much. So it's it's like, I don't know, that, that, oh, that, yeah. that also kind of, be, kind of struck me because I was like, well, why is no one calling Latrice and Manila for crying? Maybe because there were no tears. No, sorry. <laughs> I know that's really mean. I guess I just I know that there were no one has to send me any screenshots, but I definitely feel like and this might come up in nuance or it might come up later this episode. But like Manila, Manila, Nila, Nila. It was, I mean, she was really giving me, like, the dynasty. <laughs> she was giving me the dynasty sensation, you know? It was like I, it Twin was, Peaks. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was because it was almost a little surreal. <laughs> and then she was, like, narrating in case I missed it. And that's why it's sad that you're here. And it's like, no, I know. I know because I, 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 I get it, girl. I, I just heard Manila, girl. <laughs> I know. Uh, I mean, I I do love, and you love talking through tears, right? Of course. Best oh. featured actress in a reality show, Latrice Royale. I mean, every shot of her crying, oh. I was like, work. Oh, girl, you look beautiful. Yeah, no, Latrice was killing the talking through tears moment. And Manila, uh, I mean, like when she was like, I'm going to tear the roof off of this place to <laughs> save my friend. I was like, I love this and I don't know what I think of this at the same time I've never I feel like Monique Hart I've never been so conflicted you know like love it or list it I don't I know I mean they they, uh, they pulled the Manila best friend sad story all the way to the end right when Latrice was hugging people goodbye it was all of it was they were showing Manila not Latrice they were showing Manila crying yeah. and I was like oh god this is beautiful oh I know it <laughs> I mean, we basically were getting Meryl Streep's silent scream from <laughs> Sophie's Choice after she was like, take my daughter. It was we were getting that level. I mean, to quote Alexis Mateo, like it was like Broadway girl, like when she was watching Manila do MacArthur Park. It's the same thing. I was like, I felt like I was watching Broadway. Uh, it was it was. Um, yeah, it was a, an intense performance of grief. I mean, and, I, and what I love about that intense performance of grief is I it, it calls back to season two. When RuPaul lauds Tyra Sanchez for pulling the veil over herself, yes. this whole just this whole performance of being a, a crying or sad drag queen, right? Tyra pulls the veil over, and Manila just mugs. It's just like all oh. the faces, every angle, reaching mm -hmm. out, crying on somebody else, using every prop to cry. Every prop. I mean, from the moment she didn't win the lip sync, it was like she started. <laughs> and I was like, uh-oh. I mean, obviously it was happening in the deliberations before, but but it was interesting how she started it as soon as Monique won the lip sync. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Meltdown City. Sure. But every every reaction shot back to her during the elimination was gold. Yeah. And also um, gold-plated. You <laughs> yeah, know what no, I mean? Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And not to be confused with like a Jersey gold-plated, right? <laughs> yeah, or maybe, you know, in any way. You know, you, you could win it down at, you know, Seaside, playing, uh, playing, uh, shooting, the, shooting the gun for the, for the balloon. Yeah, you know, yeah. you got to pop the balloon. <laughs> yeah, or or Those squirt, balloons. Squ squirting in the elephant's mouth. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. That's a whole other game. That goes on in the bathroom. Um, I wanna, down by the beach. I want to bring up the, the other part of this clip of the week that was very quick. And I, and I feel like Latrice kind of cut her off or they edited, edited it off. But this idea that Monique says, you know, who you are to the queer community, who you are to black 
people watching um, and how mm-hmm. all of that is what makes Latrice Royale such an important figure to be on TV and to continue to be on TV, uh, not just for Monique, but for everybody. And um, I, I thought that was a, a, a great point to bring up. And at the same time, as she said it, I was like, but Monique, you're you're a fair queen. I feel like you see you're the one that calculated, well, Monet's already won a challenge and Latisse hasn't won any. So it's like I see all of that point, all of those points that you're making about Latrice. And I know that you're you're more likely to be fair. Right, like these these things are all true, but this is more of a eulogy than a reason to save her. Sure, you know? sure. Um, I, but I mean, what I love, and and we do see it in different points throughout the show, is, um, and 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 we saw it in season ten too, is Monique, and obviously her just being on the show is. Uh, bringing the black gay experience onto television. But I like when she emphasizes it. I like when she says, like, what you mean to black gay men. Because mm. it's kind of that reminder that there is a different lens, that there is a, a different perspective. Yeah. Um, so when she said that, I was like, oh, yeah, I could see how that would mean something so much more than than it would mean to me, potentially. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, and so I just, I, I recognize different moments where, like, Monique, like, she just... It, she's conscious about like giving a voice to the black experience on TV in the same way that I think Gia was conscious about bringing a voice to the trans experience on TV. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah. That's a great point. You know? Yeah. I Monique continues to be the commentator in this season. Uh, just so, so well, like the narrator of the season. Um, and, oh my God. Completely. And this moment, I think also kind of underlined that role for her uh, kind of mm-hmm. bringing us to this decision that she's going to have to make. Cause it's not going to be Manila's. No, I mean this really, I have to say Monique going into this episode, Monique Hart, best supporting actress of all stars Four. <laughs> I don't know how much longer she's going to last, but I mean, from, from the, her, her performance each week has been ups and downs. Uh, her highs have been high. Her this lip sync this week was incredible. Her talking heads, yeah, are especially when she's like really kind of mellow. Like we'll talk about it towards the end of the episode. She is up there with like Katya, Monet, and like who's the other one that I love? Oh, and like Tatiana for like best talking heads. Sure, yeah, and I mean not not to undercut her Tina Turner performance because the minute it started, I was like, oh, this is yours. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. It's so like watching it a few times. I was like, this is just so good. Uh, oh, Monique. Uh, I'm glad she won. I mean, won. as soon as they said Tina Turner, I was like, well, yeah. she's got this one in the bag. Yeah, glad you know? she won. Well, with that, why don't we jump into this episode, uh, Jersey Justice, and tell our Marys what they're listening to. Well, they are, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary, which is, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little beady beady TV show. I'm Jersey Johnny. And, uh, yeah, I'm, uh... I'm I'm Jersey Colin. Yeah, that's pretty much. I'm I'm, I'm uh, Fisher Pice, <laughs> and and uh, this week uh, it's not my first time on a podcast. Uh, and this week we are of course continuing our recap of All Stars Four with you know bringing it back to our own roots, each of us as Jersey boys at heart with Jersey Justice. Um, yeah. Question on the outset: I was trying to think about this before. Other than the Bossy Rossi show, is this the only like? sort of improv challenge in a way no shake the bitchler, the bitchler, his head folks 
Yeah, I was shaking my head. Uh, the Bitchler yeah. is also an improv challenge. That's the other one. But I guess yeah. then it is a more recent challenge because I think earlier seasons I couldn't think of any that were no. Really I I I, I mind it. I mind it. And they're the only improv ones are like. Well, you can't even call a stand-up act or a comedy challenge or, you know, a roast um, improv. Uh, I thought of Sheikwills, but I think Sheikwills was also scripted. That was uh, scripted, yeah. Yeah, because they, they, they write them. When they write them, it's not improv. Uh, yeah, so Bossy Rossi and Bitchler, and those were the past two seasons. Yeah, it's interesting that, like, that, like, improv is, uh, you know, like, that. that's a, a newer challenge. I feel like that's such a... You know, that, that feels like something they would be doing from the start. But I guess yeah. it also just kind of speaks to the thing we were talking about in the Hot Takes episode this week of, like, Drag Race kind of having performance queen-friendly challenges, you know, uh, especially in the more recent seasons. Well, especially now when queens aren't sewing, uh, they're just bringing things on the show. It ensures yeah. that the runways are going to be less of a factor, where yeah. I do I do think that the past two episodes the runways have been a factor, but uh, especially this challenge. Um, but uh, yeah, for the most part, yeah, they're expected to come bringing good drag to the runway. Yeah, yeah. I you know I I would love to see a good old sewing challenge this season. Like I'd love to see. I don't know. I I still love seeing a queen sweating at a sewing machine. You know. Oh yeah. That rhymed. Huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, if you're listening, World of Wonder, uh, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> all right, Mary. Um, so, yes, so we get uh, the contestants basically celebrating that Gia's gone, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, Monique is kind of doing this, like, not-in-my-classroom realness. She's like, yeah, no, she had a bad attitude. She was mean to people. She was picking on people. I'm glad she's gone. Like, she just, you know— Girl, yeah. bye. Yeah. Uh, Manila kind of explains a little bit more. You know, she thinks she's focusing more on her transition. Drags become a job. Um, I, I, if I was on the show, if I was in that workroom, obviously they're all creating and producing a reality show, right? One of them is going out of their way to cause tension instead of it being you know, some other type of tension or some other type of, of drama. And mm -hmm. you, you you get annoyed at that girl. You don't want that girl around because it's annoying and uh, it might trip you up. So, oh, I, I yeah. it makes sense to me. I mean, I feel like, you know, they're not all there to just like hang out and have a good time. Like they're there already in a stressful situation. If there's someone there who's kind of like throwing beads on the floor, it's like, yeah, get this bitch out of here, you know? Yeah, totally. I think that Manila in talking about Gia and kind of giving that other perspective of like, you know, she's focusing on her transition. I mean, this, this did feel a little bit like, um, this is what the adult in the room is supposed to say. Mm. Uh, I, I do think that, yeah, Manila here, what we, what we're really seeing is the adult producers contestant. And I don't know if I love it. I appreciate it. I think but, I think uh, that character has to be in the room. I think for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. But I guess because it, it feels like a character, not a person, it's hard to get really like attached to that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's true. I will say in this episode as a whole, without Gia, I it did read to me as kind of more of a a less peaks and valleys yeah. episode. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, we got almost no workroom, right. right? I mean, there was almost none before the challenge. And then afterwards, I mean, there was a little bit about the looks, but I think it was... I mean, yeah, it, it all just felt very abbreviated in terms of, like, the interpersonal and more focused on the challenge. Sure. Yeah. I think I said this in the hot takes, but this episode felt like when you're playing a chess game, you set up moves with other moves before the big move. Uh, mm -hmm. So this, to me, is kind of one of those episodes where it's like, yep, okay, and we're going to get to a top five after this episode, you know, or, or we're going to get through this episode and then the rules are going to change. You know, it's kind of like right. we needed this one episode to get rid of, you know, another queen before some other real drama happened in, in that the show creates. Right, right. Like, like Latrice is not part of this next chapter of the show in terms of story editing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you can kind of tell when... I don't know. I think this happened in All Stars 3 where there was just kind of like a lull for a second and then things things got a little bit more heightened. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that makes sense as well, that it's kind of like you kind of want to like start and like grab everybody's attention and then kind of settle into the season. You know, once everybody's hooked and they've got their favorites and they're kind of now they want to see what happens and then you got to amp it up as things get towards the end. Like, I think that structure narratively makes sense. Yeah, We'll see how the next episode goes. I feel like the next episode's the, the twist is going to be a twist. So, yeah, I mean, I think that like it's I don't know if it's going to be that the two bottom two lip sync for their life or if RuPaul makes a decision. I think I was thinking about that, like what the change in the rule might be. You know, I think based on Carson's question uh, in that, uh, what was it? Uh, I forgot that forgot the, the the network's name but that bill oh, oh build, build. The yeah build interview i feel like that question the the idea of like lip sync between your life and your legacy it's like all right this is going to be a lip sync for your life yeah yeah and i think i mean there's some interesting responses to that that like if you really want i mean i guess there's like the spoiler thread or the spoiler subreddit on reddit but i guess if you really wanted to kind of figure out who might be in the bottom you could go look at the interview to see the queen's responses to lip syncing um, oh, I see. I see. So maybe Jasmine Monique. says, yeah, maybe Monique. <laughs> right. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Right. I mean, I think yeah. Jasmine's response was, well, I don't like lip syncing at all. And she never did. So oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, so we get the challenge, which is going to be Jersey Justice. And uh, they have to break up into teams. And uh, we get these great uh, these great little conflicts that are going to be settled in the courtroom um i came up with some team names based on you know the team members oh i did the same oh, let's see if we have the same oh, ones okay. yeah so how about them cakes is uh, uh motrique oh i have team motronique oh motronique i like that like yeah. like Motri okay yeah uh, i also yeah. had uh lonique Oh, sure. Well, that's kind of how things worked out, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> or Momo Trees. I like that one. Yeah, yeah. I think they needed less, less trees, is actually. <laughs> or maybe the problem is they didn't have enough, enough trees in this challenge. <laughs> um, okay, so you made me look like a bitch, bitch. Um, is uh, Manomi? I had the same thing, Manomi. Okay, or Naila. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Nanilla. Yeah. Nanilla. Um, oh, Nanilla, Nanilla, Nanilla. <laughs> Nanilla, 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 Nanilla. And then I was snookered by Snooky is um, Valinity. I had Team Valentinity. Oh, Valentinity. Okay. Or, yeah. or Trintina. 
Yeah, I thought of Trentina, and I thought, well, let me, you know, flip it around, you know. Um, uh, yeah, so well, the the best one for me, or at least in terms of these uh, situations, is you made me look like a bitch, bitch. I just love that. Oh, just in terms of like the choices, yeah. I mean, yeah. like the the cakes one was obviously supposed to be like somewhat of a reference to like sure. the you know the cake thing, and yes. then the other two were like, oh, we got to come up with two more. Uh, right, snookered by Snooky. I that was yeah. I was like, All right, yeah. Well, okay. It almost felt like oh, is Snooky's still like a thing? We still making that <laughs> reference? We a little too old. Like smoosh, I mean, smoosh, 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 smoosh. Right? Yeah. It was like that was a long time ago. Snooky's like a mom now, isn't she? Just like <laughs> Nicole now. Hey Nicole. Hey Nicole. Uh, hey Nicole. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that's what her kids say to her now. That's that's how beyond hey, she, that is she is. I, I will say that. As far as guest judges, Jay Wow and Snooki could have been perfect for this, but uh, oh, yeah. or at least like a a, a little cameo, you know, yeah, like some yeah, kind something. of like I think that would have been cool. But yeah, and Jay Wow, I know loves drag queens. I think Snooki does too. So uh, yeah, and if not, maybe they could have gotten Sammy Sweetheart. You know, oh Sammy, Sammy, Sammy Sweetheart. Sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> God, that was a very well. You know what? I was gonna say that was a very interesting time in history. But didn't they just have a reunion? I think they did recently during like All Stars three because I feel like it was the same night as a Drag Race episode, and I feel like because I know Amanda watches Dra- uh, Jersey, Shore, Jersey Shore, or at least yeah. has a similar affinity as Teen Mom, and was like, "Oh yeah, no, I'm watching Jersey Shore," uh, oh. which I understood. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's still kind of. It, it still exists in some form. I mean, I don't know. I I don't really know. I, I think, oh, I think what I do know about Jersey Shore is that the situation's going to jail. So oh. I guess it's kind of over. Yeah. Okay. Well, I oh, mean. The situation. He's, I mean, he is He is the definition of that, that concept in Kissing Jessica Stein of sexy ugly. Okay. I, I mean... The one that I had the crush on on Jersey Shore was I can't even remember his name, but it wasn't the DJ, it wasn't Ronnie, and it you like Ronnie. The, it Ronnie. was like, like it the, was like it was like the nice boy, the one from Staten yeah. Island. I forgot his name. Was it was it Vinny? Was oh yeah, Vinny? Vinny. Vinny. He was he was the cutest. Yeah, because yeah. Paulie. Oh, Paulie, Paulie. Yeah, DJ Paulie, Paulie he was D. The, he was he was the gecko who did the DJ. Yeah, yeah. Um, and. Yeah, he always yeah he was such a, like a, an iguana quality, uh, yeah. And then yeah, no, Vinny was a nice guy. Uh, and, he and seems like Ronnie was a complete monster to me. I, Ronnie, I, I, yeah, I was never attracted to him. I just thought... I only needed about forty five minutes with Ronnie, and then yeah. I've had my fill. Yeah, Ugh, gross. Um, anyway, uh, we get some workroom act one guns. Not much happens, but we do. They do try to set some things up, right? So we get that Latrice has her hands full. Uh, they kind yeah. of set that up. Yeah, the note I took on like this Motronique dynamic is, I mean, in terms of like their energy, I felt like like Monique was driving, Monet was in the passenger seat, and like Latrice was just in the trunk. You know, like I just think oh, shit. that <laughs> she was just being taken along for the ride. It was like, uh, <laughs> she was just the groceries in the back seat, my friend. You know, <laughs> chunky yet funky. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. She was just some uh, ice cream that was melting in the bag. Uh, um, I did love her reading, you come in my shop, you're a fucking whore. You know, I I have to say, I, I, you know, I took some notes, and I'm no expert of anything, 
But I took some notes throughout this challenge of like, imp- like things that seem to work in improv and things that seem to not work. And the biggest thing that I took away was that calling someone a whore or a bitch is never that funny. Like it's such a flat punchline. That's it. It, if you do it in a funny way, if you have if a you great delivery. If you flip a table, if you if shove you flip, cake in their face. Yes, yes. I feel like either the content has to be unique or the delivery has to be unique. But Latrice's content and delivery were both so bland. Like, I just, that, like, her just saying, you look like a whore or a bitch. I was like, this is just, like, Latrice saying mean things, you yeah. know? What was the line that uh, Naomi says uh, Labrador whore. Is that what a Labrador? Oh, um, you prostitution Labrador. Is yeah. That, isn't that what, that's what Naomi says to Manila. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was a missed opportunity to create a portmanteau of like you prostitution Labrador. Yeah, exactly. You prostitution horses. <laughs> yeah. Give a little Jocelyn Fox nod. Yeah, womp womp. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the, I also, yes, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, I, I, because there's a lot within this, and maybe this will either be a nuance or later in the episode, but there's so much vacillating between Italian Jew and Jersey Jew and and New York, right? Like And and then just plain old like Hempstead, Long Island. Yeah, yeah. right. Long Island. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Long Island. It was like, oh, and, and they're all tiny nuances, I get it. But like when Monique was doing the talking head, talking about Monet, and she said, you know, the t- the the dumpy one with the with the boot uh, yeah, the dumpy one with the booty do. I'm very excited. It was like, okay, well that's Jewish. Yes. But now you're like pepperoni ragu romano, and it's like <laughs> It just it was. I'm not like offended or mad. No, it's, no, I just no, observe no. It, it. They're, they're interesting details. It's just funny because yeah. I know I know the I know the nuances because I grew up there. So it's just really cute the interpretation. Yeah, the, I will. When we get to those challenges, there are some missed words that I feel like are that should have been said to really push Jersey. Yeah. but uh, yeah. you know, it's neither here nor there. Um, other Act One guns in this workroom. Um, uh, I w- we should say your stomach sticks out more than his booty do. I that you know it's like it's yeah a cute little that was moment. that was a cute moment. I was like, um, is this like a thing that I just don't? Is this like kitchens and I don't get it, or is this being produced for the show? Oh, well, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a funny saying. Um, Naomi looks up to Manila. There, this is the second time they're bringing this up. Right, we have this little moment. Um, I feel like they're oh, grasping yes. at straws to find storylines for Naomi right now. Yeah, yeah. It's. I think that she is. Um, I took this note. I think for in later in the episode, but she's really like the quintessential example of being solidly safe. She's. Yeah. She's not causing any drama. Like she's kind of doing it to Cameron Michaels in a way of like she's not really causing any drama. She's not really you know perking up in the workroom beyond just her own kind of natural energy. Um, she's doing fine in the challenges. She pops in the challenges, but like. It's never bad or good enough, you know? It's not good reality TV yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she's, I mean, she's a great queen. Like, I, in, it's similar to Cameron Michaels where it becomes actually really kind of interesting to watch her because you're not getting all of the obvious hints. You're kind of having to read the nuances yeah. to figure out how she's doing. I mean, I, I like when reality contestants like Monique, not necessarily like Valentina, but when they are just kind of exposed and mm-hmm. and then they go with with where their emotions are and multiply it for the camera. I think that's smart. I think that's better and more interesting. But uh, and I felt like that with Cameron as well. 
I loved everything that she was doing. I understood that she was, you know, perhaps like a quiet queen, but I don't think Naomi is quiet. I don't think she is either. And that's why I think this is interesting is because I can't just sum it up as like, oh, well, she's a quiet queen. It's like, what's what's really going on here? And she's trying to create a winner's edit in the sense that she's not saying anything shady. Yeah, maybe she's kind of following in Alaska's footsteps of like, I'm just going to focus on this competition. Sure. And yeah. at the same time, she's not winning any competitions. Um, so Yeah. Yeah. Any challenges. Any yeah. challenges. That's what I mean. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Valentina needs coaching from Trinity. Uh, I This was also a little act one gun. I, Trinity, this was interesting because Valentina didn't need any coaching. No, I kind of like Valentina, like, I'm just going to say it now. I think she should have won this challenge. I don't think she should have won, but certainly in the top. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I really, I think she was, I, I do think she was the funniest. Um, and like her looking for the Jersey accent in the workroom, like all of that. Like I, I think in terms of the challenge and the reality TV portion of, of drag race, Valentina like killed both aspects of that. Cause they're in a way it's like, is she, she knows how to do voices. So is this all a performance of her trying to find the Jersey voice? I you think know? so. I think so. I, yeah, I'm, Trinity had the talking heads of like, she's a little nervous about Valentina. That was all very, when that all happened, I was like, okay, Valentina is actually going to be fine. But they, yeah. with the soundbite of, I am very offended, right. That we got as a preview. It, it, that was also kind of a tell in the sense that, okay, actually Valentina is going to be fine. Um, right. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I, I mean, I think that whole moment that happens later with her being offended was not only was she giving the producers a great clip they could use out of context, yeah. uh, but I think it was also her realizing that this episode was not really going to be about her. <laughs> and she not only had like pushed herself in the challenge, but she did this out of her comfort zone look and it just wasn't going to get featured and she wasn't going to have any of that. So yeah. I get what she was doing. Um but, I mean, I think that if they wanted it to focus on her, she could have been edited to win this challenge easily. Oh, completely. Uh, so the, the the challenge is there. We don't get any rehearsal, which I thought was interesting. Because we normally... Well, it's improv, yeah, so. Well, we normally do get... I, on The Bitchler, we saw Michelle directing the the improv scenes. Do you remember? Oh, I, I guess so. I guess I, that's true. I guess we did see... Yeah, we didn't really – that's interesting. We didn't see any direction. That's weird. Yeah, so, okay, so between this and – what was the improv ch- other improv challenge uh, from – The Bossy Rossi show, which we Bossy also Rossi. didn't – was also not directed. So it more kind of followed that format. I think yeah. that – well, it's weird because they're all reality shows. Yeah, I don't know. And from your opinion, which do you think works better is when they have the kind of like cut to a director or when they don't? I love when we just get to see – the performance with a live audience like I obviously it's edited but I I enjoy just seeing drag queens doing a parody right or just doing yeah. you know that like I want to see the finished product it's way more interesting than the rehearsal the rehearsal just informs me who's going to go home um, or yeah. who's going to be you know winning or safe um, it doesn't it doesn't give me the 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 love that I have of the performance you know yeah no I hear you um yeah, so we do not have any – yeah, we have, like, very little workroom. We have no rehearsal. We go right to Jersey Justice, which I think, much like Snatch Game, it's kind of like make Michelle laugh or, like, make her try have to try to not laugh. You know what I mean? Oh, really? 
Yeah, I think there were little moments where you could see that she was like trying to bite back a smile or a laugh. And I was like, oh, that queen did well. Oh, she's doing well. Okay. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. In in this sense, uh, th- this improv challenge reminded me of many improv games in like an acting class. And Michelle mm-hmm. played the teacher. She played the acting teacher that was feeding lines to let kids kind of jump mm-hmm. off of them. I will. I will. I will say. I wish she could have been a little, little bit funnier to be honest because usually the drag queen plays the judge if we're gonna go to like a courtroom thing the judge gets all the punchlines but this time it was reversed so it's the challenge felt a little bit off because michelle wasn't supposed to have any punchlines yeah i hear what you're saying is that she really needed to just be facilitating whereas i think they were trying to give her this like judge judy moment and she she was not really delivering uh judy (laughs) yeah yeah i i was getting like not judge judy um (laughs) uh stacy lane matthews is back as the sonographer i also appreciated that i did too we said that in a hot take i completely eat my words i mean that was the thing that i had said is i i would love to see them give Stacy another opportunity while she's on the show to be a part of the show. Yeah. And I thought this was a really fun little cameo. And I, w- I really hope there's another one. Oh, yeah. This was so small that it would be awesome if they could have one or two more. Yeah. You know? I mean, she yeah, she certainly won uh, that challenge in that sense. It was all yeah. reaction shots when she was eating like Doritos at one point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and she was great. Her reactions were great. Like all of it, it was, you know, in comparison to when we first saw Stacy where it was like, what is what are we doing here? This is like not what she she can't do any of this. She was great in this. I it reminded me of her, you know, Maya Angelou Queen Alien. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, in the, in the last challenge we saw her, we're like, oh, she's gonna sing, and then she didn't sing. So it, yeah, it, that was so weird because you know yeah. we know she's a singer. Um, so okay, so uh, we have rough treatment. Is what I'm calling Naomi. And oh yes, Manila. Um. Naomi's entrance walk was actually for me it was laugh out loud. Oh, I I love I mean Naomi's she just yeah, kind of like her, stumps in with the face. Her character, I mean Manila was doing this kind of cartoon character and it's not a dig, it's just what she was doing. And whereas Naomi and maybe it didn't maybe there was even more she could have done, but the the person that she was bringing to life, I was like this is oddly accurate in small oh, ways oh completely uh, the the delivery the inflection of i am a hairstylist was mm-hmm. very spot on i will say for jersey she should have said hairdresser that's yeah way more jersey to be a hairdresser um, a hairdresser yeah a, hair, a hairdresser like fran and dresser. here's the thing about jersey versus <laughs> long island people think it's dresser and that's maybe more long island where jersey it's hairdresser you, the the R is almost W E. It's dresser. Uh, dresser. You don't need dresser. There is an R. There not, is not, an R. Yeah. People there is, in Jersey there, say R's. Yeah, they do. No, but there's a there's like a W. Like the, I know what you're the, talking about. Dresser. The Jersey inflection's not on the second R. It's on the first R. Sure. Sure. Dresser. Yeah. Dresser versus dresser. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, she also has the. Uh, it's attached to my boyfriend Vinny's '87 Mustang. I was like, that's very. Like parked on the side of the road in Harrison, New Jersey, right? Like, yeah, we've seen that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I, I wish. What is it like? A an I is it an I rod or an I is an I rod, right? Isn't that a, a an old car? I, like that would have been 
<laughs> You're asking the, only the better... wrong Mary, Mary. Or is it? I, I can't remember if it's I, no, Izod is a type of sneaker or shirt, <laughs> and Irod is a car, right? <laughs> oh God, just give me a big one, Mary. I just want a big yeah. Irod. <laughs> yeah, just a big old Irod. Well, lucky you, it's a big white sneaker. Um, <laughs> it's a chef shoe. Uh, but uh, um, oh, no, it's the chef I... shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Don't slip. Oh, <laughs> uh, you'll farrow your way out of here. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, she also had the five-point star crossing, oh, which I thought was funny. Yeah, at first I was like, what is this? But then I, I, I figured out she was doing kind of a sign, a Jewish sign of the cross, so to speak. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, yeah, it's very funny. It's very funny. Very funny. She also named her dog Panini, which I thought was very appropriate. That was cute. I felt like in comparison, I just saw this note that Manila was giving me Manila Luzon as played by Hank Azaria. <laughs> Okay. Right? Like, didn't you see, know. like, she, she, like, Hank Azaria could do this character. Okay, okay, sure. You know I, what I mean? I, I think Azaria can do many, many characters. But, like, this is, like, classic Hank Azaria character. Like, this is, I just felt like she was channeling that kind of, um, that kind of approach. And, I mean, it, it works. It's really smart. Right. Like, if you, if you want to channel a, a sort of New, a Jersey, New York, East Coast energy, uh, that's yeah. not a far off place to go. I think Manila won the challenge when she started barking. I don't think think that's like really what it was that nuance. It was very clever and, and and spot on and completely unexpected. And I was like, Oh wow. And you're in that wig. And I, I still wonder if they gave her that wig. Did they give her that wig? Yeah. We were talking about that on the hot take is like, did what like because what my question is is were they given the script and said okay so what happened is you gave her a, a bad makeover and you have a bad makeover however that turns out whatever the reasoning is you it let was us de- know they definitely gave them in this challenge particularly because it was rough treatment because of all that they, they it was definitely you made but her all look of that like a just, dog because no because the all challenge of that could be was you made afterwards me, yeah but you like, made me look like a bitch bitch is. That all has to do with it being a dog. You could even tell when Michelle was getting Naomi to get to the punchline of yeah, oh. they have like a, a structure. Yeah, and that's I, that was all. My question was was how much, how specific was the framework, and how much do they have to come up with? Right, and that would probably inform how much if if you're going to use that hair or not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, I I do think that they gave her that hair, like much like the pickle costume. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. Mary's let us know. Uh, yeah, because I feel like I could also see Manila having that hair for some reason, you know, or <laughs> yeah, one of the other yeah. queens having that hair, you know. I could see yeah. Trinity having that hair. It reminded me of, was it Raja's uh, uh, Let the Meat Cake? Who's that bitch? Uh, Marie Antoinette. Like, it reminded me of oh, a yeah. little bit Marie Antoinette, Raja. You know what it kind of reminded me of a little bit, and I can't remember when she wore it, but doesn't doesn't Trixie have some like black like saloon girl look where she oh. had like a curly thing on top? Yes, it, yes. Yeah, yeah. That was like a big kind of curly. Yes, it was very much like a poodle look. A poodle situation. That's yes. what this reminded me of too. Yes. Yeah. Um, they, the other thing that was unexpected about this whole challenge is that uh, Rude Paul is 
interviewing the queens outside of the, the, the courtroom. Oh, I mean, RuPaul, he looks like he's selling stereo equipment in East Orange. You know, well, I was it's... just like, I was like, I know this guy. He's practically crazy Eddie. You know what I mean? Like, I know this guy. Well, and, like, I... and, and to me, he, he dressed in the same tracksuit as Rude Paul. Yeah, he, he like the the inner saboteur. He was wearing yes. the same tracksuit, um, yeah. except now he's you know cheering him on at Raceway Park. You know, <laughs> did you ever go to Raceway Park? <laughs> I probably, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Raceway Park. <laughs> All of our Jersey Marys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, I think, that went I think I they would even 11. do the they would even do the wipeout. Oh, wipeout! <laughs> they would have that at the beginning of the commercial. Oh, God. oh, oh, God. oh yeah, Mary. Raceway Park. <laughs> so Jersey. Um, it's such a specific part of my. I, yeah. I did like the 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 moment when Naomi sprays Manila with the water and goes, "Keep the oh, yeah. change, you filthy animal." Uh, which, yeah, that was great. Yeah, it was it was a nice little moment. Yeah, Naomi did well. Um, I don't think I do think that Manila did overshadow her, uh, especially as the challenge went on. But Naomi, it was it was a very strong performance. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think Naomi, a lot of it is, it's sort of like, again, Tatiana and like All Stars 2, where it's like she just keeps exceeding what you expect of that queen. And that becomes really exciting of like, oh my God, Naomi, like, I didn't think you could do this. Yeah. And will I think maybe that isn't like All Star material in a way of like, oh, that's the queen I always underestimated, whereas Manila is just knocking out of the park. I think, um, I think there have been other queens who have been underestimators like Jinx Monsoon, uh, who won with that storyline. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Kate Crime, uh, the next one. Um, oh, yeah. I I totally agree that Monique sh- w- was in the top for this performance. I, wh- yeah. The moment she walked into the courtroom, I laughed out loud. Just her like, hopping, basically, on those heels was yeah. so funny to me. Yeah, I love like what I noticed watching it again was the way that she says, "I'm 26." Oh my god, I'm kind of like, "I'm making it a GIF." I'm 26. Uh-huh. I, I, I'm 26. Is, it was perfect. It was perfect. And she leans in and smiles. I'm 26. <laughs> I, I was like, "Oh, I know her." Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think that she. I'm not gonna hold it against her. It would have been so great if if Monique was able to like hone in on a really specific New Jersey nuance and hold it and be it and keep it. Cause sometimes it was Italian. Sometimes it was Jewish. Sometimes yeah. it was little egg Harbor. I was like, who are you? <laughs> but, um, but that aside, like her commitment to the character, her commitment to the scene, uh, was just like, it was great. You know what I mean? Like oh, she, she still she, went when for she it. She started talking about the cake and how, you know, where's the spray tan? She put two white people on the cake. Yeah, uh, yeah. Lisa's a total skank and everyone knows it. I, <laughs> <laughs> just that, that delivery, uh, being very upset uh, mm-hmm. and kind of being able to kind of do the, like the, the doorknob joke with Michelle. Yeah. It was kind of like uh, they, they kind of did it together. Right, I thought that right. was that was good improv, yeah, you know? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I wish Michelle didn't step in to take that joke from her. Oh, you know, honestly, I, it worked because I think that it, I think it was funnier than if Monique just said it herself because I think like the setup wasn't fully there. Okay. Like you need more of a, more of a, uh, a potential energy to get enough kinetic energy, yeah. you know? I took a screenshot of the cake uh, and I, I do want that cake for my birthday this year. All right. Well, Mary's uh, stay tuned. May uh, 
put your orders in with uh, Carvel or <laughs> your local baked goods representative? Uh, sure. Um, we get Latrice also well-deserved bottom um, here. Uh, she played anime. If I had a nickel every time I heard that. <laughs> yeah, she, she, she played anime. She needed to be more animated. You know what I mean? Like it was oh, so yeah. understated. Uh, and I also didn't get the security sugar daddy joke. Did I miss something? It was anime wrong. Was, <laughs> I... <laughs> Anna, no, you may not. Yes. Anna, yeah, Anna may not win this one. Yeah. I. Uh... Anime not. <laughs> anime not. That's, that's a good drag name. Anime not. Anime not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I took the note that as soon as she said, I'm anime, I was like, you're going home. Like, it was it was so kind of hollow. Like, it just wasn't – you could hear Latrice putting on 20% of a voice, and that was all that was there, and it was, like, really – I almost didn't want it to continue because I knew it wasn't going to get better. Was she you know? reeling from Snatch Game and like being too polite to her teammates in the sense that she didn't want to talk over, she didn't want to create that kind of chaos? I, I think that I just don't think that Latrice is an improv queen. Yeah. I don't think that this is what she does. I mean, she does so many other things so well that this just isn't her. This isn't her gig. And I think the wavelength that. Monet and Monique got onto was just like far beyond like it's just like I think it's like stunned Latrice like I know that feeling of when you're with someone who's like super extroverted and it like makes you more introverted in a way I see you know? I see so in a sense she kind of had to disappear uh to you know save her nerve yeah I think it, I think she kind of froze up just in the in like not being able to keep up you know what did you think about Monet in this challenge I mean obviously she comes out late which turns out to be a detriment it could have it could have been spun really really well in the sense that oh she saved Latrice and saved yeah. the challenge but she got a shady edit what was up with the shady edit I think it's because this character was supposed to be the topper. This was kind of like when the oh. joke starts and then there's the punchline and then you take it even further, you know? Okay. And I think okay. that Monet needed to maybe come in guns a-blazing more than she was. She needed to be coming in, like, drinking the 40. Like, oh, that sure. needed to not be up to Monique to point out. Monet, I think... It's that kind of thing. I think they talk about this on SNL with, like, characters on Weekend Update where, like... You people have to know who this person is in like one line. Like, right. We have to get it. It's snatch game as well. We have to get it in the first line. Right. And I definitely got the same thing Michelle did of like it just does feel like Monet in a blonde wig. And even though she had some funny jokes, like I think the whole thing about like, hey, it wasn't twenty five cents, it was a quarter, like that's yeah. a great joke. Yeah. But I I I think Latrice wasn't a really good improv partner. I think Monet didn't come in with like enough to kind of like steal the show which is what she was supposed to do yeah um so yeah i it just it wasn't enough uh, i i appreciated there was one small detail that Mo monet brought to her character which was she was dating somebody named bobby z my babysitter growing up had a boyfriend named bobby z and i was like she did not uh, Bobby Z. Bobby Z. Because there's many Bobbies, right? Like, uh -huh. there's of course going to be many Bobbies. So one of them's, you know, Bobby H. 
Bobby G, and then there's Bobby Z. Uh, yeah, and, and Bobby and Z's so you know, the one spelled, you date. Yeah, it's spelled B A H B B Y. Bobby. <laughs> yeah, Bobby. Uh, it, Bobby. Whenever I hear Bobby, I always think of um, I think of Juliette Lewis in hysterical blindness. Oh, oh right, Bobby. Bobby. Oh, Bobby. Yeah, Bobby. Yeah. Bobby, so, Bob, Bobby, um, put another shrimp on the Bobby. I'm right yeah. here. Um, so no, I, <laughs> I, I, I will say, I, I do. Uh, I will say this now. There are some words that were missing in all of these improv challenges. Um, the word coffee, it will transport you right to yep. the middle of New Jersey if you yep. say it correctly. Right? You say coffee, coffee, coffee. Often. And uh, just that awe vowel, and there there you wasn't know, a lot of it. I'm glad nobody mm-hmm. said joyzy because nobody in Jersey says joyzy. Um, yeah, but coffee was mixed missed here. I was just like waiting for somebody to mention coffee. And you and and the key is the way you're doing it is you gotta like you gotta shimmy on that W sound for like half a second. Coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't hit it too hard. Yeah. Just tap it. Yeah. Coffee. Yeah. Coffee. That's that's how you do it. It's not coffee right. it's not like oh that's so like it, you're you're overshooting it yeah and i think when you get the little like because rue was actually doing a really good jersey accent he kind of uh the accent kind of wishes around in his mouth like wine you know what i mean like <laughs> he kind of it's like it's just kind of like in there but he never like hits it too hard yeah you know? i i was missing coffee and anytime there's a um like if you said married or or mm-hmm. all right mary it would be married mm-hmm. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. Well, it would be Mary. Mary. Like, it would be Mary. I, but if you said married, or if you said Harry, or mm-hmm. if you, you know, like Harry. Mm-hmm. My, oh, so Harry. En- ba- Bobby. Harry. Yeah. Yeah. My entrance word into like a real Jersey accent is hello. <laughs> oh, hello. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Elizabeth Auden. Elizabeth Auden. Like, I mean, that character, that that John Roberts mom character, I grew up in that like yes. area. Yes. So that is exactly oh, what I know. Oh, look at the tree. Nice tree. Oh, look at the tree. No, it's a nice tree. Got a lot, of pla- a lot of presents under that tree. A lot, a lot, a lot of presents. A lot of presents under that tree. I... Uh, what was the other word? Oh, oh, uh, my mom talks like this. Uh, so the H of like human and huge, you eliminate. So you say, huge. oh, it was huge. Yeah. It was huge. Uh, huge. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those, you know what are, it, it, those were missing for me. <laughs> you know what it reminds me of, even though obviously it's not Jersey, but would be a great Matreon, is I love the SNL sketch of Bronx Beat with oh, Jody Bron- and Betty. Yes, Bronx Beat is great. Bronx, Bronx Beat, because I like Jody Dietz. Like I think I know that woman, you know. And, sure. Like it's, and the one Marys go. It just Google Bronx Beat with Jake Gyllenhaal. That's the best one, hands down. It's so funny, and it's none of it's improv, and it seems like all of it's improv. So it's oh, okay. related to this episode in some way. Um, <laughs> all of it's scripted, but it is such a perfect representation of that type of woman. Even though it's the Bronx and not New Jersey, it's all the right. same. Right. Um, do you, I, I do want to take a quick second here to get your reaction on the audience in this oh, whole challenge. You know, I, I thought about them and I didn't want to be too hard on them because they came there, they had a job. I, I think that they did a job that they were asked to do and I don't know how you do it better. 
That's okay. not saying it was great. I just don't know how you do it better. Does that make I sense? I do know. Don't th- yeah. I I do know that they film reactions from the audience out of time. Uh, like they'll yeah. tell them to be sad. They'll tell them to be angry. They'll mm-hmm. tell them to be to laugh, uh, and they'll get those. Uh, and they have like to... all of Stacy's reactions were all yes. just like done in one fell swoop. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, the the audience they were certainly mugging. Uh, I you know they they created. They created a courtroom in New Jersey, which I appreciated, but uh, it was all a little too Jersey Shore for me. So I was like, well, yeah, it's so like it's it's I I guess obviously like coming from Jersey, like I I know so many other nuances and references they could throw in there. So it's like, okay, you got to go with the broadest ones. Everyone gets them. Why not? Yeah. But like it it was like, I think it was like the joke was the same with every like every joke and every character and every idea was kind of the same punchline yeah and i kind of so i think that's where some nuances would have been interesting it was like okay we get it everyone's kind of a guido that's kind of the punchline got it right right that was you the know? joke um yeah. so the next one unless you have more thoughts on uh the cake crimes no uh, no i'm i'm good to move um sure thing gone wrong i i have to say trinity could have been on the bottom for me I think that much like Valentina, they could have edited her in the top. They could have edited Trindy in the bottom as soon as she couldn't remember her name. That was like the Kasha Davis welcome, you know? Right, right. Uh, Fisha Pice. I would have said Fisha Piche. Oh, I guess he could. she could have done that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like she could have just known what her name was, you know, coming yeah, out. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, look I mean, was off. The, the performance was a little meek. Um, yeah, I the just, look was very like Russian trophy wife, you know. I wasn't seeing Jersey at all from this, so I was yeah. like, okay, all right, uh, moving on. Thank God Valentina walks in in her high drag. This uh, was there were so many perfect notes that she hit here. Yeah, I I thought this entrance. Now I queened out about this in the hot take uh, with an obscure reference that nobody except for like three listeners would get. But Valentina is giving me Barbara Harris realness in her entrance, and obviously Courtney Act is the older sissy, you know, with yeah, the straw right. in her hair and the glasses. Right, right. But the the nuances that she's doing and the sorry I'm late, sorry I'm late, like all of those like uh, the the change in inflections and all of the, like she 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 kind of mutters some words like there's certain things that she's doing that feel more smaller and nuanced and not bigger and like outward and it's like oh i i loved valentina in this performance i thought she was so funny so two examples for me when she dumps her purse out i was like that's Uh every single one of my friends in high school yep Yep, and it gave her so much to work yes. with. We talked about that last week with Snatch Game. It's like you need props. You need things to kind of like bring your character out. And she brought all of these props to play with. Like the way that she gave over the birth certificate. All of that was a great little nuanced that, moment. When she said, oh, I don't know the rules. Do I give this over to yeah. you? Or to you? Oh, hey. And she smiles at him. I was like, that is my mom's best friend who lives down the street. Yeah. Like that's and a little bit of That's Mickey. Mickey Mickey meets Mona Lisa Vito. I mean, it was like it. Yeah, that was because I think that one of the notes that I took with all these performances is that you either have to have a really strong character impersonation voice. Like it has to be very distinct and specific or the content has to be there. You have to be able to make the right references. Right. And I felt like Valentina, she didn't have like all the references. She wasn't doing the Cheetah Rivera. Um 
thing again. Cheetah Rivera, right? So she did last no, time? She uh, no, did Eartha Kitt. Eartha, Eartha Kitt. Kitt. I made this mistake before. Oh, for God's sake. Uh, I have to remember so many women and so many, such little time. All right, Mary. She wasn't like using all of the like little references she looked up about New Jersey on Wikipedia, but right. she found this really specific voice and this character right. that felt like strangely enough kind of real despite how absurd this like visual was oh yeah working at kitty cat patty whack i was like okay mm-hmm. <laughs> there's yeah. uh there's oh i don't know if it's still there oh man now i can't now i'm drawing a blank and i can't remember the strip club uh on route 17 was it stilettos oh. i think it's stilettos that yes. sounds like it would be yeah yeah, yeah. Um, if she had said stilettos i would have i would have died i i probably would have died <laughs> i think there was like a strip club or at least a club that's a place that i a bar that i thought was a strip club near me when i was a kid called lookers but <laughs> the looker the lookers it was you know i think when it, when you walked in everyone looked like penny marshall anyway <laughs> so it's probably not inaccurate um, oh lookers oh man that sounds so dirty um the lookers the other moment i guess from this improv is uh when trinity strangles valentina she does Mm -hmm. that like hands back and then lunges forward in the same way that joan crawford lunges at christina in mommy dear oh yeah oh i totally know what you're talking about yeah that was a that was a good like that was a good choice to make fighting look a little cleaner. Cause like compared to like the cake challenge or the cake challenge, the cake scene, the I fighting loved, got really messy. I love the cake fight. I have to tell you like that, that's when I probably laughed the hardest this episode. Like that, that whole thing was gold when Michelle was like, get me a piece. Oh, save me a piece, Tony. And then you see Latrice eating the cake. The whole bit worked for me. And, and Monique looked like hell, which I thought was perfect. Oh, yeah, I thought Monique looked crazy, and I thought that was Michelle's best moment in the challenge. I just, I, the messiness, I obviously the cake was going to be messy, and that's fine. I think that in improv scenes, I think that play fighting is like, I think I've seen that kind of people resort to that, and like it's also very easily not funny. Um, you know what I mean? Like it, sometimes yeah, watching you have people, a, you have a drag scene, much like Maury Povich, right? Like you have a drag scene. Uh, in a courtroom in New Jersey, like there needs to be a fight. I think you just have to do it well. That's all. And I feel like there were some like obviously fake slaps, whereas I think Trinity was doing this kind of like she was doing this performed fight versus like now I'm slapping you, you know? Okay. Um, I, 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 we're going to disagree and that's fine. That's we don't have to agree on this. Yeah. No, I think Trinity's was a little bit cleaner. Uh, I also loved that. And I noticed it watching kind of the uncensored or the unbleeped version is that when Trinity goes to, I think when she first tears the birth certificate um, and Valentina says, oh, you fucking bitch. Like, she just like, there's no, it, it's just that. I was like, oh, that's great. That's, <laughs> it was not even acting anymore. It was, oh, you fucking bitch. You it fucking was great. Bitch. Um, we get RuPaul again or Paul again. Um, and then the challenge is over uh, as quickly oh. as it started. Yeah, I wanted to say that that last shot, I felt like Trinity and Valentina, they looked like Phoenix and Elisa Summers. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, yeah. I oh, yeah. Well, uh, I barely know. Who, I barely remember. I'm sorry to say I barely remember what Elisa Summers looks like. Well, she's a queen for all seasons, just not this one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, good one, Mary. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Um, so next day, elimination day workroom. Um, yes. 
the first note I have is just, and and I think this is kind of a a running theme we've talked about a little bit, but Latrice's delusion, and I put that in quotes. Okay. Uh, because I think that obviously we talked about that, like Latrice is saying, you know, oh, I'm the most beloved queen, and I should stay, but. You know, then we have this interaction with her and Trinity that I think is, uh, I think this is really like, this is some truth from Trinity and really the truth from Latrice. Uh, so before you go on, because I, I do want to hear your thoughts, I I feel like this was a producer-induced discussion because this doesn't feel like something Latrice would go up and say, which is like, oh, oh I, did, did you forget yeah. your name? Be, you know, like, I, yeah. And then there was like that whole smile back and forth. I'm like, Latrice, this isn't. This isn't what she does. Yeah, this was kind of like in the Gaffin when Latrice was Oprah and, and she keeps fucking up the line of like, so I heard you went to the, so I heard you went to the doctor. What is the line? <laughs> right, that she, right, so right. so, so, so I heard you went to the doctor today. Um, no, that Latrice going up to Trinity was absolutely producer prompted, but I think the conversation that Trinity then started to have was real. Oh yeah, um, awkward because it she's, was very yeah, awkward, right? It was a little uncomfortable. It was so awkward. So I wrote down what happened. Uh, they're having this conversation about like, yeah, you know, yeah, well, you know, I think Latrice says, well, I started off slow. And then Trinity says, well, and then Latrice goes, well, and then uh, Trinity says, well, girl, let's be real. And Trinity, uh, Latrice laughs. She, she's thinking, oh, who are we talking about? Who are we kikiing about? And then Trinity says, let's be honest, girl. And Latrice is feeling good. And she's like, uh-huh. And then Trinity drops the, the bomb. Where were the jokes? And the way that Latrice's laugh starts to fade. Oh. And then the next shot is her just not feeling it. And I just like, I don't know. Like that's the moment where Latrice or where Trinity and Valentina say like, yeah, but like, even if you're in the bottom, like no one's going to send you home. Like you're so beloved. And that's when Latrice says, oh, well, that's not why I want to stay. I don't want to stay for that. And I, I, I wonder if the producers in because it's only in the talking heads that we see Latrice being this like I'm the beloved one I should stay. We don't see it in the workroom. We don't see it during the deliberation. We only see her crying. Right. So I'm wondering if in the talking heads the producers were like, we we kind of need you to be less gracious about this. You know. I see. <laughs> Man, now I'm thinking about Latrice and those talking heads in a completely different way. Yeah, yeah. one of them's real and one of them's not, right? Uh, one of them, yeah. and, and I would assume the one that's not is probably producer induced uh, in the con yeah. confessionals for sure. Because the because when Latrice says, "Well, that's not why I want to stay," like that was an authentic response. Whereas, like what we're seeing later feels so like it feels like something that automatically has the dramatic music underneath. Sure, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we also get the Valentina won't send Latrice home. Uh, that's too much. She's the dearly beloved. Uh, it's a, it's kind of sad, right, that the, that the contestants are acting on the show in such a way to please the fans. Uh, because what also would please the fans is cutthroat, right? Like, we also yeah. want to see some cutthroat play because – if the queens are allowed to come back, which I'm assuming they're still going to do here uh, in All Stars 4, um, if the queens are allowed to come back, that's when we can fix any mistakes that happened. But I, whenever I, it reminds me of Survivor, I know that this is different than Survivor, but when it, rem it reminds me of Survivor in the sense when, like, there should be an elimination and they don't go with the game changing elimination, they go with the easy one, mm -hmm. they go with the majority. And I'm like, no, you should have. 
you should have played the immunity idol, you know, and and I feel right. like uh, Valentina, you you should do this. You should send somebody home. But Valentina is saying, no, no, I, I would send you home. That's too much. You can't send a, a fan favorite home. And I think it's also possible that Valentina is a bit of a writer herself yeah. and she's just creating a little drama, uh, you know, in that moment because it's like. I don't know, because why not? Why not create that tension? They used it in the commercials, you know what I mean? Like, she's giving them great coming up next week content, you know? Right, and, you know, luckily for Monique or anybody who was going to eliminate Latrice, the producers edited it in such a way that, at least in every episode, except for maybe the first one, um, Latrice looks like, yeah, she, it was her time to go. It would seem justified by the time she went. It, right. You couldn't you couldn't look back and say, "Oh no, she was killing it." Like last week, if Valentina went home, right? Yeah, right, exactly. Um, I do think before we get to the runway, I just want to mention that, uh, especially in uh, once we get to this talking head after that moment with Valentina, when Trinity says, "Huh, huh, oh no, sweetie." That is when Trinity has gone full Elaine Stritch. <laughs> and I just can't believe that she's not done Elaine Stritch for Snatch Game. I can't believe we're not seeing more of that that connection. She is giving me so much stretch. It's, yeah, Trinity the stretch. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Well, let's hope. Uh, you can only hope. Um, yeah. RuPaul on the runway won the runway this week. Boots the house down, Rue. Yeah. A week too late, yeah. but I loved it. Oh, uh, it was. Yeah. It was like very Alice in Wonderland at the tea party to me. It was yeah. so gorgeous, uh, or just yeah. different, you know. And I think that's also maybe it wasn't that great, but it was so different than what we normally see that we were gagged. Yeah, I mean that was the thing I was hoping to see this season is that Rue would start changing up the runways and like using this as a fashion moment. And I mean, I. I always feel weird kind of saying like, oh, that's not a good look because like I don't I don't fucking know anything about fashion, but I love that she's doing different things. And that's exciting. And that's the cool. one read I have that I noticed uh, on the second, third watch, maybe, um, is that her her eyebrows, they were white and they were one of them was off center. Like it wasn't uh, it, it wasn't uh, symmetrical. And it was like it, the arch like ended in the middle of her eye rather than like at her nose. And I was oh, like, yeah, what happened there? Uh, but, yeah. you know, it, you have to look very closely for it. So. Yeah. So if her eyebrows are supposed to be like sisters, hers were like big business. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. And, you know, at the same time, like, why am I reading RuPaul's look? Like, I, it, yeah, it yeah, really doesn't matter. It's drag. It's like, oh, the eyebrows don't look real. It's like because they're not. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know what else isn't real about this look? Everything. <laughs> Everything. It's a man. Yeah. It's, it's a, a woman. woman. It's a woman. It's a, man. It's a woman. <laughs> and I love like when Max says it the second time with that like, no, I'm pretty sure it's a man. <laughs> it's one of my favorite nuances from season seven. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's a man. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, that's right. Season seven had Glamazonian Airways. How can you yeah. knock season seven? Okay. I know. Um, the looks. Oh, wait. Erica Erica Ash and Zoe Kravitz are the guests. Uh, mm -hmm. You love them. I, I thought they did great. I just, uh, and especially Erica Ash, but um, yeah, I don't know. They, they weren't like stick out to me. 
you know, I liked them a lot the first time I watched it, and then I loved them after the second time I watched it, and then we did the hot take, and then I watched it again and took notes, and I was like, eh, they were fine. Yeah, they were fine, right? So, my hot take cooled, <laughs> yeah. I still think Jennifer Lewis is the worst guest no, they've ever she's had. The best. No, I know, uh, but hot take Mary's no. Yeah, uh, hot take Mary's that was a point of discussion. Yes. No, I think she's great. Um, all right, so the looks, Manila came out. You know, where were the swerves? I, I get that. It was padded, right? Because it was like this, mm-hmm. this like padded Chanel look. But where were the swerves? I, it was an okay look for me. I, I wasn't like, oh my god. It was. Yeah, I mean, my guess is that this is what Marge's fourth interpretation of the Chanel suit would have been. <laughs> and I have to give credit to the subreddit because they clocked the the Marge's Chanel suit and Manila, <laughs> Manila's look. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll be there with bells on. And where do you plan to attach them to that mangled Chanel suit? <laughs> um, yeah, I um, I didn't quite understand how this fit the challenge. I also felt like the pawn of Rococo Chanel was kind of like Elvis Presley. It's like she wanted to make sure everyone got it. I was like, I and I get it because you have a pun and you don't know which which clip they're gonna use. So you got to say it a few times, and then they use it like two or three times. So yeah, I get it, Rococo. But I would do the same thing. Um, um, Naomi, Naomi is a, a bad housewife uh, burning her cherry pie. Um, we also heard her on the runway. We, we got to hear her speak, which is always notable when they allow a queen to speak. Um, mm-hmm. I thought this was yeah. a great look for her. You know, it was padded and it fit that challenge in the sense of like, you know, curves. Uh, so it wasn't as obvious, but it was it was very hate Fred in, in that way, but not dead yet, you know. Yeah, yeah. I called this look Char from Heaven. Um, <laughs> like Far, far from, from Heaven. heaven yeah. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> it's my Far from Heaven pun. Uh, <laughs> and I thought it was, and it was a little bit of like, obviously, I love Lucy, but I couldn't think of a pun, so I'd skip that one. Uh, but I, I loved it. I mean, I thought, like, the fact that she had a story and she had padding, she met the challenge, but I also think it's like, it didn't look like such extreme padding until you know what Naomi normally looks like. You right, know? right. She was all woman here. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think the fact that she also brought a story is just kind of like hinting at, similar to Manila, like Naomi thinking through, you know, how do I bring two ideas to this challenge and not just one, you know? Totally. Um, for me, Trinity had the best look uh, with her her swervy hair. The pattern on her bodysuit was like swervy. She had the ruffles. I just thought she looked impeccable i have seen that wig before i've seen that on alaska uh yeah yeah i mean this look i think i've seen that hair we saw it on cynthia lee fontaine and blonde i think yes uh yeah this look i just wrote ruffles have ridges and (laughs) i thought it didn't necessarily fit the swerves and curves challenge but it was a great look i guess the hair i guess i get it and the pattern well, it was all like swirly pat- and curvy. I was like, okay. But I, don't, I think this is one of those runways where it was like, well, what was the challenge? Because the queens described it before the runway as like padded for the gods, curves and swerves. Like curves and swerves is like a Latrice term of like, I've got, you know, all my curves and swerves in all the right places. Like I thought this was going to be more like what Monet did and not about like swirls. I wanted it to be more like what Monique did because – uh, well, we'll get to Monique, and I'll talk about then what I thought this challenge should have been. But uh, we could talk about Valentina. Valentina, this was, you know, obviously she was quoting the uh, uh, how do you how do you pronounce this? The designer um, who's done this before, this deconstructed runway 
Oh, because she says Attila. Straight from the atelier, but I didn't think that was a designer. I thought that was like a term. Atelier is like a. um, Yeah, look it up. Um, It's like a. Our 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 fashion correspondent, our Mary uh, fashion correspondent, Ileana, um, she gave us some tea and she sent me a screenshot. This is highly detailed. Her makeup, especially, uh, was very much right on the nose, right on the money of what was delivered uh, from the, the look she was giving. Um, so yeah. for for uh, Valentina, it was Christian Dior. Uh, in this collection, John Galliano was paying homage to the influence of uh, of the making of the New York silhouette, a major turning point for fashion in the 40s and 50s for women. Um, and so she, so yeah, so you look at the makeup here. Uh, it was exactly like that runway. Uh, yeah. So, and Atelier is like a design studio. Oh, sure. Okay. So, okay, so she's like showing us, I think she says behind the scenes, oh, which I thought was a okay. clever way to put it. You know, I, I think beyond the reference, the look, which, you know, I've, like, I can't really speak. It's like, okay, great. You made a fashion reference. I still don't like, not in a like still bored, not in a Michelle Visage kind of, okay, still bored kind of way. But in that I like, I wouldn't have known that unless someone told me in terms of like relevance to the challenge. Do I think it worked? Do I think it made sense to like the curves and swerves and pads and whatnot in a way? Yes, because she was actually showing padding and she was actually showing like the construction to make that happen. But I think maybe needed to emphasize more of the pads to feel like it wasn't just her shoehorning this in, you know? Uh, Yeah. And I also think that this was just a little too, highbrow like too snobby for a a drag runway it's like if the drag runway uh category is curves and swerves i would rather you go monique hart and just go gigantic huge avant-garde big instead of this like oh i'm gonna do this and it's interesting it's like okay Put it away, Mary. I, I, I'm not. I'm not knocking Valentina for doing something that was like way more advanced for me as like, like somebody who has, you know, wears jeans and a t-shirt every day. But because uh, it was gorgeous, and she looked amazing. But I'm also with like, well, go bigger, you know. Mm, yeah, I mean, I I didn't feel like it was, I I didn't feel like it was pretentious. I guess I felt like. I appreciated that she was trying to do I appreciate that she's trying to do more and more and more on the runway like that she's not just trying to bring fashion to the runway but she's like bringing like deconstructed fashion or whatever like she's just bringing more thought to it. I appreciate that. I think that. it was yeah. I think it was a worthy effort. I just think there's a for a different runway challenge that this was more fitting for this would have won. But this week I feel like cool look not quite the challenge. Cool look. Right. You know? And it was surprising, at least, right? I wasn't yeah. expecting it. Um, Monique, now, for me, this was very Chris March, avant-garde, Project Runway. Um, yeah. There was a wow factor. It was bigger than life. And Alexander McQueen, right? It was just, like, so big. Granted, it was, you know, this brown cow thing. I do hope that this is the last brown cow look. But, uh you know, I'm definitely brown cow dunning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was a move factor here, right? It was I, I appreciated it all. And that's kind of where I wanted all of these looks to be. I wanted them to be gigantosaurus, you know? Yeah. Yeah. She was the moo-ah sensation. <laughs> but 
I kind of, I mean, I get that she was doing this, like, uh, Alexander McQueen reference, but to go along with that, like, I thought, oh, what if it was, what if it was plaid, or what if it was, like, all red, or something like that, I thought, you know, I totally get doing the brown cow thing, I think it's done, hopefully she feels the same way, but I think that there was a way that this, it's just a choice, she made a choice that was kind of draggy, and a little campy, and also fashion-y, she could have stripped the camp factor out, and just been way more about fashion, not had the orange hair, like really just on a full fashion moment. Uh, and I think it, the upside for that would be that we haven't really gotten one of those like super expensive moments from Monique that that would have been enough, you know? Okay. Okay. I hear you. Maybe you know, next week. I think that we've, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've seen previews. The looks look great next oh week. Oh my God. It's all white. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. looks amazing. Yeah. Um, Latrice comes out looking the way that she always looks gorgeous, right? Uh, it just wasn't fresh. Um, and yeah. I guess cinching to me wasn't a uh, big enough change. I hadn't realized this was cinched versus the other looks. Um, the, the note I took was unfortunately beat it queen. Cause she had a beat <laughs> dress on. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, she looks beautiful. Uh, she looks beautiful. Yeah. That's it. Love Latrice. She looks beautiful. Love her. Love yeah. her. Um, Monet. This was funny. It was an homage to the Kardashian. It was just a little rougher on the edges, right? Yeah, I called this party bottom. Uh, and <laughs> I, because I just, I loved, I mean, like the champagne. I think the rough around the edges that I saw of what you're kind of talking about, it's like, I think, I know this is so minor, but I I did notice that the, like the champagne glass kept like waving around like a tail or an antenna. Mm-hmm. And I... I think that if it was more affixed, maybe that wouldn't feel like such a distraction. Uh, and I, it's such a minor thing because I thought it was a fun look. And to me, in terms of meeting the challenge and what the challenge was asking for, I kind of feel like Monet met the challenge the most. Was it the best look on the runway? Maybe not. But like, was it the most of, uh, in line with what they were asking for? In my mind, yes. Uh, and, and I just Monique. thought that she... Yeah. yeah. Oh, and Monique, yeah. And I just thought that she looked, I mean... I thought it was really just really funny. I thought the hair was great. I thought that was such a great touch. It was um, it was very Pebbles Flintstone to me. I it, it looked just a little I don't know. It 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 didn't look as glamorous, but maybe it wasn't supposed to be. It was just supposed to be funny because it was funny. Yeah, I mean I, I definitely think the hair almost took the glamour out on purpose, and I appreciated that. Yeah, sure. Uh the next note I have is Valentina's eyes during Erica's critique of her. Like she oh, that looked, subtle shift. Oh, my God. It looked insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because Valentina, she really tries to keep, like, a, a, a real, like, just a state of grace on the runway the entire time. But totally. it makes me wonder, like, is she going to crack up there? Is she going to really – are they going to get more than just a flinch at some point, you know? Well, you wonder because you have that and then cut to the deliberation in the workroom with the ladies – I'm boiling. It's like, was she, was she actually offended? Like, what's going on here? You know, I didn't know what was real. Yeah. That moment, that ladies, I'm boiling, all of that felt artificial to me. Sure. Like, all of that. She may have been, she may have felt like, oh, that wasn't very constructive that you didn't get it. Okay, but chances are they've all gotten not very constructive criticism at, at, at some point, you know. Um, I, moving into the deliberation I feel like at this point the editors are like we're we're done with gooped and they like cut off the he- talking <laughs> head of Monique saying she's like America I'm goop goop and I was yeah. like oh okay 
<laughs> All right. Are we not are we not saying that anymore? Because I was getting real attached to it. <laughs> the tote bags are getting printed right now. Now you're telling me gooped is out? Come on. <laughs> this is goopery. Uh yeah, the other I mean, uh, we talked a lot during the clip of the week about the deliberation here. Um, but we did not talk about Monet's boob fart, which I know you Oh loved. no, we did oh yes. It was a that was a, a talk about a Sophie's choice. I was like you love you, girl, but I don't know how to navigate that territory. I loved how Manila just no. laughed. Manila was <laughs> so It was really cute. And it was really funny that, like, that happens. It's like, that that would be a thing that would happen. It's like, <laughs> it's almost a reminder that in this high-tension moment, I'm still wearing a latex breastplate. <laughs> and it and it just farted. Yeah, like, I think that's a great little reminder. Um, You know, I do have to say that, like... Manila, I feel like she is performing grief in the same way that, like, Lisa Kudrow's character was performing emotions on the bus and Clock Watchers. Oh, right. Which is like, it's fear. Yeah. It's fear. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, I feel like, I feel, I feel bad whenever I, like, call someone out for what I think is, like, not authentic crying or emotions or whatever. But it, it just felt it just wasn't reading authentic to me for some reason. And I have seen Manila cry before and maybe that's why, like, is that mean that I just wasn't buying it? I don't know. We're watching a reality show. So we're questioning reality all the time. Um, that's thank you. That's exactly, I think that's exactly the, the point uh, I'm, I'm coming to of like, I know that Manila is being a producer's contestant. I also know that and, she's sad. I do believe that she's sad that her friend is yes. going home. All of that. Is yes. True. Yeah. But it, yeah, but like, but is she bolding and emphasizing and putting exclamation points on? She's it, doing her know? job. She's getting a paycheck. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah, it's great. Do, but do I, it. And so, at and least it's not understated, right? Like, I, it's like, yes, go sure. all the way. Keep crying, you know. I think that the only downside is when you know that someone is kind of doing that kind of telenovela work. The pathos of it is gone. You know, like I wasn't having an actual emotional response to Latrice and Manila kind of doing this like in the gloaming on the couch thing. Like I wasn't feeling that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Cause We're, I just didn't I, yeah, feel like it was real. Maybe Mary's can chime in. Like, were you feeling emotions the same way that we felt emotions before? Uh, uh, I don't know. The detox moment. Um, uh, or, or for or, Mary's who've watched Alyssa Drag Race Edwards, Thailand. Alyssa Edwards, yeah. Or, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Drag when Biella goes home. Yes. Yeah, like that, to me, like, I guess that's my, I mean, I know that's not a, a reference everybody else knows, but, like, a reason to watch Drag Race Thailand. Um, but when that happens, and I know I just spoiled it, I, like, was genuinely emotional. Like, I, I got very sad and very emotional about it, and I felt like that was earned. Where is this? I, like, I, I was being told to be sad, you know? Mm -hmm. I see what you mean, yeah. Um, ASMR. <laughs> uh, I mean, that was, oh, I guess just before we get to that, the only other thing I want to just say is, um, oh, I, before we get to the ASMR, I just want to say that I felt like Manila with Monet, like that conversation they were having, it reminded me of Bibi when she was talking to Aja, when it was like, you're great. And, and I would love to see more of you. Like, it was so obvious that she was going to send her home. Right. But she wasn't saying it. And I felt like Monet was like, okay, well. I think Monet knew, yeah. She's like, yeah. oh, it sucks. You're going to send me home, you know. Right. Like, you're, and, and I appreciated how she looked at it. She was like, are you in within your right to save your friends? Of course you are. 
like I think she's kind of hoping for the same thing from Monique, but like facts are facts, America. Like if I go home this week, like that's shady performance wise, you know? Yeah, because she's won a challenge. Yeah. Uh yeah, ASMR now ASMR does nothing for me. If it was like a new wave of an infomercial, that would put me that would put me right out. But so ASMR few, does nothing for me. A few years ago, I think it was like three or four years ago. Uh, my friend told me about it because I hadn't heard about it. I was visiting him in L.A. And he was like, oh, you want to see it? Uh, and so he put it on the TV. And within the first three or four seconds, I just had this like visceral reaction where I was – I had covered my ears and I slowly like backed out of the room because I was – something happened in me that I was like, this is – traumatic and I don't know what it is mm. or what and I don't know if other people have that because I know people are very calmed by it people fall asleep to it so like I'm not shading ASMR but for me my reaction to it is I something very very deep within me that I'm sure has to do with like childhood traumas um, is triggered and I'm just like ah, and I, I have to leave the room I, I can't watch those videos yeah, uh, I I don't have the same reaction. I just don't find them like I've I've listened to a few, but uh, I just don't I don't have that reaction. I don't have that. The only times I've liked it is like there's one of like it's just like some hot British guy, and I'm like, okay, is so there some hot British guy whispering in my ear, pretending me he's giving me a haircut? All right, like wow. I I can like you know like I can put myself to bed with that. But I feel uh, like with um some ASMR videos, like there's. People that watch them write to be calmed, but I also feel like there's a sexual thing that's also. I mean, I created. think there certainly could be. I think that you can create certain role play situations or certain dynamics. I mean, some people are doing really interesting things with ASMR where, yeah, they're like using that platform to then, yeah, whether create a sexual dynamic or to share information. Or I think there's even ways to use this as like a, a healing therapeutic kind of platform, you know, it's right. like. A way to like you know I don't know positive affirmations for example. Uh, so yeah, I mean I think there's something very sexual about it. Someone's just like whispering your in your ear. I mean, you, you know, so long as they're saying some if they're saying something sexy. If you don't run out of the room screaming, then I guess it could be a turn on. Yeah, I ooh, I can't. I don't know what it is. Maybe I need to like be hypnotized to find out what it is. But I yeah I cannot handle those. They. I mean, I don't Ooh. think you're missing anything unless you really want to have ASMR in your life. You well, know? I mean, yeah, no, it's just, you know, it's not for me. Uh, okay, so the bitch is back. Elton John cover. We get Elton John on Drag Race, which was kind of cool. Um, yeah. Uh, Tina Turner moments. For me, this was all Monique and keeping that wig on. It was just about her yeah. showing Rue, yeah. like, it's on. It's on. It's Look. See? See? Uh, yeah. See? <laughs> Yeah. No, I agree. I think that that was a big part of it was like, you know, I'm going to do this number. I'm not going to lose my wig. I'm going to show you that I listened. I'm going to give you like a solid lip sync. Uh, it was great. I mean, she did very well. It was great. I think that Manila, the note I took was she was a little Halloween Turner. She was a little tuna Turner. <laughs> uh, I just I, I didn't really see it. But Monique, she looked the part. I, you know. I don't always love, and I'm not a makeup queen, we all know that, but I don't always love Monique's highlights, but what I've noticed in close-ups is how great it looks, that I wonder if it might be something with how it looks on the runway. 
Yeah, it always looks way too like bright, like she's a ghost. Yeah, yeah. Like but then when pale. they do close-ups to her, it looks so like smooth and like matted and like really um, not matted down like hair, but like matte. You know, like M A T T E. Yeah, I think that's the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it just it looks it looks great, and I just I think it's that thing of like sometimes it doesn't translate to TV, but I don't know. Makeup Marys, tell me what I'm not seeing. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the time we see Monique sweating all of her makeup off, whereas mm. because she's lip syncing, I think she reapplied. Yeah, she. I mean, I would imagine she she had to have prepared for this. Uh, she had to put on the the, the, the no drip. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. Proud Mary. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she had to get herself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, she's gonna be a private she, dancer. You know, you got to get ready. You got to be dancing for money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that she was. Yes, I think she was river deep and mountain high. Sure. I think that Monique. Uh, my favorite nuances were she, there were, there were certain lyrics that she would like smile and kind of like lean her head in. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking uh, about. There was that Mick Jagger strut she did at one mm-hmm, point. Mm-hmm. And then what was that thing where she was like, Oh, with the, um, the, the, when she was with slapping her leg. Yeah. When she was doing that thing with the knee. Yeah. And she, I mean, it was like, she was taking me to Dita. She was taking me to Dita. It was And getting then it there. made me think, then it made me think, what would Dita do? What oh would Dita God. do? What would Dita do? What would And Dita then I thought do? maybe we need to have a segment called What Would Dita Do? <laughs> and each lip sync we wonder what would Dita do in this lip sync? Oh god, Dita Ritz. <laughs> no, I, I don't think anybody can has or can top that Dita Ritz lip sync. I mean, Shut Up and mm. Drive was fabulous because it was both of them. And then obviously right. with my hair back and forth was like crazy. But yep. uh, Dita Ritz, just that performance, and then obviously Waves a Hanky, I, Natalie Cole, it, it, it was just such a moment. It was such a moment. Yeah, the fact that Natalie Cole was there, like there's so few lip syncs that I think have have just hit me like that. Like there's other ones that I've loved and I've gotten excited by, um, you know, and I love Latrice's Natural Woman for a different reason. But uh, yeah, n- nothing tops the pure joy of lip syncing of Dita Ritz. Ugh. Oh, Dita Ritz. What would Dita do? What would Dita do? I love that. And you could say kind of like a New Jersey, right? What would yeah, Dita do? What would Dita do? do? What would Dita do? Yeah, what would Dita do? Uh, yeah, what would Dita what would do? Dita do? <laughs> uh, it's like this this video I retweeted on um, from this uh, Twitter account called Bodega Cats. Oh, I love Bodega was, Cats so much. And it was this video of the, of this like very New York guy like petting this little kitten um, in a bodega, and he goes, "He could take a pet like no problem. <laughs> He's not scared of nothing." It's a yeah, good it was cat kind right of a there. rough pet too. Yeah. Yeah, and I just I can't get over that expression. I think that might go in my grinder profile. Is he can take a pet like no problem? Oh my God. <laughs> All right, Mary. Uh, well, with that. All right, Sister Mary. <laughs> Sister Mary Virginal. With that, uh, you know, sadly, we send Latrice home this week. Uh, it is very sad. And I'm glad that the edit was sad because we wanted oh. her to stay. You know, we love Latrice. And I have to say that uh, Monique, Monique wins Best Supporting Actress. And if she didn't get it for the rest of the episode, she gets it for the elimination speech. Sure. Now, to go along with the theory you had about little hints being in oh, uh, the speeches? speeches. Yes. Now, I, I took down the transcript. And if you'll, if you'll allow me. Go um, for The hint is in the, in the very beginning. She is, says. Is the hint when she starts to cry? Sorry, go ahead. Girl, let me just do the speech and you'll find out. Uh, she says, this moment is. 
this moment is she hits moment. It's very po. It's, she's doing it like poetry. She's like this moment is beautiful and joyous because it's my first lip stink, lip stink, my first lip sync, uh, redeeming myself. However, and then she has kind of like a little bit of a break. This is when she starts to cry. I love these two. <laughs> this is horrible. <laughs> the person I choose, they are sickening. <laughs> they are stunning. They really give you the ooh sensation. <sighs> they just won't be doing it with us. Edit, because I forgot to take my lipstick out when I said Latrice. I choose Latrice. Right. <laughs> they clearly had to edit it. Edit yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, the, whole, the whole progress of it, like just the fact that she just milked that moment, brown cow stunning, milked that moment. It's one of the, ugh, it was so good. It was so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it, was, it was very well done. Um, I actually yeah. didn't know who she was going to pick. I really didn't. I didn't either. Yeah. And Latrice was pissed. Latrice oh, no. was... she was not happy. No way. Yeah. No. Uh, that being said, Monique and Monet's hug at the end was everything I needed. I just needed them to hug. Yeah. And they did. Oh. And that was beautiful. Those, lo um, those lovers. Yeah, so Latrice goes home. It's sad. I we Hopefully we will get to see her for one more episode. But I know Latrice is going to, you know, she's going to continue to just be great and grand and gracious and a wonderful voice for the queer community, for the black community, for the big community. I, she is so important to be on TV. Yeah. No, I, I think that Latrice is bigger than just being on a drag show. I think that she's, you know, she has her own career, her own following, her own platform in a way. And I think this was a great way to remind people of Latrice. Yeah, so, agreed. you know, yeah, I, I think, but I think this was a fair elimination and I'm very keen to see, like, those first 10 minutes of the next episode, you know, going back into the workroom. Oh, yeah. Um, so with that, Marys, we're going to end it here. If we have other thoughts, we'll push them over to Nuance. Uh, but if you have thoughts, you can always email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com. Or you can tweet at us at allrightmary. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Johnny Also. And you can get more of me on my podcast in the details, the celebration of nuance. You can catch up with my continuing cherishing Valerie season. Uh, you can get more of me on Twitter at Colin Drucker, and you can get more of both of us at patreon.com backslash all right, Mary, where depending on what kind of uh, contribution you're feeling like making, you could get a bonus episode every single week. You could get hot takes most weeks. You could get videos. It, all the options are there. Patreon.com backslash all right, Mary. Um, we just did a hot take. We've been doing hot takes almost every week now. So now's a good time to get on board. Uh, and of course, bonus episodes are always happening. Yeah, there you go, Marys. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, just uh, to quickly mention iTunes, can't forget iTunes. Five-star ratings and reviews are uh, – Christmas may have come and gone, but it's not too late to give. That's funny. What's the last chance lip sync this week? Oh, it's one that's been on my list that's been on my Spotify favorites list. It's like a song that I found through the Discover you know, playlist or whatever. And it's a song that I love. It's super fitting to – uh, this week's uh, elimination. And so we are featuring this week's Last Chance Lip Sync as Cruel to Be Kind by Miranda with umlauts on every vowel. <laughs> All right. So I don't actually know if I'm pronouncing her name correctly. So, Miranda! <laughs> Bye.